Hey, what's up, listeners? Ted Cluck here. Uh, wanted to give a quick free shout out to a new project of mine, uh, a Substack newsletter. It's a cluck.substack.com. That's K-L-U-C-K.substack.com. It's going to be the new online home of all things Ted Cluck. Columns, columns about sports, columns about life, columns about pop culture, movies, television, and best of all and newest of all, um, some writing on the NFL draft, NFL draft, scouting reports, film study reports that I'm putting together with my son, Tristan Cluck, who's very talented, uh, wanted to launch his work, get it out into the world. Uh, so if you go to cluck.substack.com, uh, you can sign up for free or you can sign up for a little premium, a little tier one subscription, uh, $5 a month or 50 bucks a year. That gets you all the goodies, all the NFL draft content you could want. Uh, in addition to all the columns. So hit up cluck.substack.com. Give us a little premium subscription and we'll see you there. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy because we can. Let's do it. What's going on, Cluck listeners? Ted, how are you? Man, I'm good. I'm coming to you live from the ivory towers of academia, Josh Loftus. You can see That's it right. behind me, uh, the fa- the faculty office in all its glory. Yep. Um, I see the books. I see the trophies. I see the awards. Yeah, yeah, I see a like a, just piles of money behind yeah, you. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a dizzying array of, of money here in Christian higher ed. You know, it, it, that, you know that's what I hear, people. You know, yeah. where, you know, it's one of those growing. It's a growth industry. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the higher end. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people do get into this for the money. So you got you kind of got to really parse like who's in it for the right reasons. You really have to ask some good questions. Yeah, you do, man. You got to ask a a lot of probing questions that really get to the heart of the matter. Oh, uh, that is hilarious, (laughs) Ted. Other than work, you doing good, man? I am doing good. Yeah, good. We have had uh, some listeners that want, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you have one. So this might be a super short bit. Yeah. But we have some listeners that want an update on your Red Dead Redemption uh, campaign. Have oh, you, dude. have you had time? Yeah, you know I've got updates, man. I've not had yes. as much time as I want. So let's. Okay. Uh, okay. I want to set the expectation bar accordingly, but yeah. I've had, I've made a little bit of time to play a couple evenings this week. And again, when you're when you're old and when you're a dad and when you have a lot of responsibilities, you don't get like that extended nice little window, two, three hours to play. Right. Um, right. So I'm going like 30 minutes here, 45 minutes there. I am enjoying it, dude. Arthur is doing a fine job. So, dude, we're riding around. We're hunting. We've kind of mastered the hunting deal. So, yeah, I'm killing a lot of deer. I'm selling the pelts. I'm selling the meat. You gotta making, get those. You gotta get those three star pelts. Yeah, dude. I'm, ma- I'm ma- only. making that nice little baggie of cash, dude. So you, you know the old the old bankroll is growing for Arthur. Uh, right. I'm doing some missions. 
So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of riding out. I'm collecting some bounties, doing a few missions. I feel like kind of chapter one is drawing to a close in that I don't have a ton yet left to do. Hmm. I think I've got one more of those little yellow icons on the map. I got to go, um, there you, go. you know, take care of. But then other than that, man, I'm, I'm you know, almost almost done with this deal. For okay. for chapter one, so I'm, right. I would say percentage wise, I think I'm like 23, 24 the percent of the way through the game. Yeah, so it's a big game. I got a lot of Red Dead Redemption two ahead of me. Please believe. Yes, but I'm enjoying every second of it, dude. Arthur is kind of staying, staying good guy for now. I'm still okay. a baby face, dude. I'm I'm trying. That was going to be my next question. Is is at this point, you've probably come across some situations where you can choose, yeah. you know, babyface or the heel. I've right? had a few, dude. I've made that nice little contribution to that lady who was raising money. Oh, um, so I made a little yeah. donation. That made me feel good. Um, good yeah, I've, I've not gone I've not gone heel yet. I've not gone full heel. So okay. um, right. I'm trying, dude. I'm trying. Now, you're done with the story mode completely, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I have... I think I, you know, because I played the game in like different sections, like I'd play yeah. a little bit and then, you know, I'd be away for a while and then I'd come back. Yeah. I had a mix, dude. I felt sometimes I felt like, you know, being the good guy, giving the contributions. Yeah. Sometimes I felt like, you know, shooting the lady that's trying to get the contributions and taking her yeah. money, you know? Yeah. So that's, you have those options. In you the do game, have the right? options, man. You have that little yeah. rob button. Every time you encounter a person, Every you can time. rob them. And I do kind of yeah. wonder, like, if I just robbed everybody all the time, how the game would go. But I think I'd have those bounties out on me, dude. I'd be dodging you the would. long arm of the law like the whole the whole time. And that yeah. the idea of that stresses me out. I think what I want for Arthur Morgan, Josh, is what I just want for myself. What's which that is to, to work hard, to live a nice, mm. quiet life, mm. to be surrounded by people I love and people who love me. And uh, at the end of the day, that's, that's what you have. But like Arthur Morgan... I'm a, I've got a little bit of a wild streak, dude. I can be a little bit of a brawler. I can I can be a little yeah. bit of a mix it up guy when I have to be. Right. Um, right. I like a little challenge to overcome. I like a battle to fight. So yeah. you know, Arthur at this point is reflecting me. He's even started to look like me. Uh, okay. If All I could right. get his beard a little grayer, that would be good. But otherwise, okay. like hair wise, outfit wise, you know, Arthur and me, I I can hardly remember who I am versus who he is. You right, know, that's how the, deep it's gotten, dude. The worlds have blended so much, dude. Let me let me you ask are, you. You are deep in the realm of role play. I am. Let me let me ask you an oddly specific question related okay. to that. So, like, All right. you know how when you're just kind of messing around with the game and you're exploring and you're going like in and out of buildings and stuff, you know how like the doors open in a certain way and Arthur kind of like comes into the room a certain way, right? Like sometimes yeah. when I'm at work and yeah. I'm just like. <laughs> entering or exiting a room like I, I feel i kind of feel like arthur like i'm doing it in the same way you know what i'm saying yeah I, do you ever I get, get that it. vibe that like you got that little like you know that little tinkle of like banjo music playing in the background or right like a little a little right. violin number that's real right. mournful and you're just like oh i'll check this room out you know that's right that that's out. right yeah wonder what's in here mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah, dude, yeah, his voice is the money. He's got the oh, deep, dude. husky voice. Have you, okay, so have you, this is a funny behind-the-scenes thing, because I liked the game so much that I kind of watched some of the behind-the-scenes stuff of how yeah. how they made the game, right? Yeah. Have you run into, so you know when you you own a horse, you have to get to like level four uh, bonding with the horse. Oh, I'm there, right? dude. Me and my You're horse there. are one. We are thick okay. as thieves, dude. 
And so, I, got a, I got a question for you before we hit you with that question. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. This might be a bit of a spoiler. Yeah. I, I kind of low-key know, and if, if, you're, if you're playing the game and you don't know this yet, then just skip ahead a minute or two. I, I know Arthur dies, right? Yeah. And right. I'm fine with that, dude, but does my horse yeah. die? Uh, no. So the things with the horses. Yeah. Have you had a horse die yet? No. Okay, so the things with the horses is that, you know, they can die in-game and you have to, like, buy another one. Yeah. Dude, I'm okay. really attached to my horse. I'm not going to let so, it die. Yeah, so be careful, mm-hmm. right? And always have some of that horse reviver on you. I got some of that, dude. Because if your horse goes down, man, you're going to want to, you are gonna want to, you know, you know, help her out real quick. Dude, I just had that All little right? deal with um, the, the guy that lives up in the mountains who does, like, the herbal medicine. Oh yeah! I just had that yeah. little that little deal, and he gave me okay. some horse survivor. That was a real nice time. So, good, good. Uh, yeah. But I stepped yeah. on your thing. Ask me the question that you. No, were I was. <laughs> I was going to ask you uh, because the the dialogue that mm-hmm. Arthur has with his horse is different whether it's a whether it's a gelding or whether it's a mare. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, in the original recordings, mm-hmm. right when Arthur, the the guy that played Arthur, was was uh, was doing the ADR for his his horse, specifically the mare. Yeah, they had to have him come back and do the audio all over again because it sounded so. It sounded like he was really, really attached to this horse. You know what I'm <laughs> so he'll be like, you know, he'll be riding, and you know, yeah. uh, good girl, yeah, you know, all yeah. that stuff. But it was just really bad. So I'm oh, wondering, wow. have you have you run into any any? Uh, have you learned of Arthur's strong bond with this horse yet? I guess is what I'm asking, dude. I'm feeling the strong bond myself, and, it, I like and not it. in a weird way though. And there's yeah. been nothing that Arthur said to the horse that all I right. wouldn't also say to the horse. There you go. Um, dude, how cool would it have been to do the voice work for Arthur? Oh, dude. That would have been the job of a oh, yeah. lifetime, dude. That's, yep. Yep. That's a good job. Yeah. No, That's a good no job. Quashed. But no, I, I'm enjoying it. Good. Uh, can't wait to see what's what's around the bend for me as, as the game continues to expand and unfold. I found some. I've unlocked a lot of towns, dude. I've been to a lot of little towns that I like a lot. There you um, go. Yeah. So I'm having a good time with it. Right on. My favorite, my favorite, one of my favorite things about Red Dead is how, how Arthur will say Dutch's name. It's yeah. never just Dutch. Yeah. Dutch. Dutch. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always got that Dutch and yeah. it like rises at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. I want to meet a guy named Dutch. Yeah. I've never met a dude named Dutch. I feel like that's a pretty cool name. Dude, here's the weird thing about my grandpa, about Arnold Cluck. He had a bunch of nicknames, dude. A lot of people called him Turk. Um, oh, really, a lot of people called him Gramps. You know, he's sure, had a lot sure. of nicknames, and uh, one of them was Dutch, dude. People like from his old really? life called him Dutch, and Dutch. I don't know the story behind it to this day. Like, I don't know why they called him that, but um, yeah, because he's German. You know, his his, his German oh. name was von Kluck. Okay. You know, he's as German as the day is long. But like some some people called him Dutch. Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. I'll have that's to get cool. the story behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all right. Well, glad to hear you're still enjoying Red Dead, Ted. That's yeah. that's good. Um, our listeners uh, will want updates. Yeah, they deserve that. You they know, need oft- it. they do deserve it. Yeah. Ted, before we go into our next bit here, I have an Ask Coach Cluck for you. Okay. And this one actually is sports related. Oh, right on. All right. This one comes from listener uh, Kevin Folger. Okay. All right. And he says this. He says... How does Ted go about fixing my Browns? Mm. And should I feel guilty as a fan if I cheer for a QB 
with Watson's baggage. He says, yeah. being a Browns fan isn't easy. No, it isn't, man. And I have I have great sympathy for him in that. Kevin, so here, Kevin is opening his heart to you. Kevin's right now. opening his heart to Coach Cluck, and I'm opening he my is. heart back. I want That's I want right. Kevin to know that. Like, there's a lot of sympathy on this side of the table. Here's the deal, Kev. Um, you don't have to feel guilty for cheering for Deshaun Watson, but I'll say this: I think there is something like emotionally wrong with the Browns. And this Ooh. is the this is Ooh. like the the double bind of bringing in Deshaun Watson, paying him that huge baggie. Um, you know, you're now financially like wedded to this person who nobody likes, who nobody oh. wants to like, who has oh. no charisma. Ted. It it's tough though, dude. You it are is. Terry, you're tearing me apart. <laughs> yeah, I mean I yes and no, but I mean I'm not saying anything that Kevin hasn't already thought of. You know, it's true. in the sense it's true. that like on one hand, you're excited to bring in this guy with like all these attributes, and he had a couple of great seasons in Houston, whatever. But it's no fun to cheer for him, you know. Yeah. In the way that, like, now, if, why would you say that, Ted? Why, like, like what what makes someone fun or not fun to cheer for? Would you say? Honestly, we could do a whole app on this, so I don't know how long you want me to go. But like, it might deserve its own app. Let's say your quarterback is, and I'm I'm going into the wayback machine, but I'm going to get it more recent as we go. Okay. Uh, like when I was a kid, I loved the I loved the Chicago Bears. Jim McMahon was our quarterback. He was so fun to root for, dude. Mm. The linemen loved him. He was sacrificing his body. He was like getting flipped over and coming down on his head and just being a warrior, dude. Just being a soldier. McMahon was super fun to cheer for, and the fans loved him. He had the weird haircut wore the headbands. He like checked all the boxes for being a fun guy, right? Yeah. Um Brett Favre, polarizing figure. I get yep. it. You know, yep. he may be defrauding the state of Mississippi yeah, especially as we speak, recently. Right? Yeah. Like so <laughs> allegedly. Right. I don't want to get a little C and D letter from from Favre's attorneys. But uh That's right. Favre when he was on, dude, when he, especially when he was young, but even when he was old, like even like Minnesota Favre Really fun to cheer for, man. Mm, he's ripping yeah. the ball down the field. He's running. He's taking shots. Um, he's like the the ball player's ball player. Fun guy, too. Well-liked in the locker room. Far a fun guy to cheer for. Even Joe Montana, a little more austere, a little more buttoned up. But when the game was on the line, nobody better. He was good looking. He was fun. Mm. Even somebody bad in more recent history. So now I'm getting in, into more like current and and just past NFL players. Mark Sanchez, not a great quarterback, as it turns out, not a great pro, super likable kid, fun to root for. Those Jets teams are built around defense, but you always kind of wanted it to work out for Sanchez. Um, which brings us to Deshaun Watson, right? Um, now, I, I don't know everything that happened with him off the field and legally. All I know is what I've read, which is the same stuff that Roberts read. Um, you know, we seem to have a kind of a tier one dirtbag on our hands here. Mm. And also not a guy with tons of charisma. When he was in Houston, even before all the bad stuff came out, he was like, I hate it here. I want out. I don't like playing here. You know, there seemed to be kind of prima donna vibes with him that you just don't love. Um, so yeah, he's not fun. And so they've, they've kind of like opened up the bank vault for him in a way that's going to hamstring the rest of the roster. Yeah. So they'll basically be able to pay him and Miles Garrett and nobody else. They don't have a true number one receiver. 
I don't love Amari Cooper in that role. I think he's a number two. Um, so yeah, you're you're kind of looking at this thing where you know a lot of the good linemen are getting old. Um, I don't have their offensive line in front of me. It used to be a strength of Cleveland. Um, that was kind of the 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 glue that held it together. I love Nick Chubb. Um, so I think you find a way to to keep Chubb in the fold, which mm-hmm. kind of runs against NFL analytics of the day, which would seek to devalue the the running back position. But I think he's one of the more special players in the league. So I find a way to keep Chubb. I find a way to keep some kind of an O-line nucleus together. I find a way to acquire a real number one to pair, to pair with Amari Cooper. Maybe I keep Njoku around and develop him. But that's a lot of expensive guys right there, right? Sure. Those aren't cheap sure. guys. And then defensively, you're trying to get it done around Miles Garrett. Ideally, you pair him with another guy who can get a rush, whether it's an interior guy or another guy on the edge. They've kind of had a revolving door of people, including Jadavion Clowney, who might still be there. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not great, man. It's honestly not great. Yeah. I have one more Browns thing. Okay. Dude, I absolutely hate it when they wear the brown jersey and the brown pants. It looks disgusting. Mm. I hate it, dude. They have one of the great classic uniforms in the league. They should just stick with it. There it is. Yeah. I said my piece. Uh, not said a lot there piece. to feel good about for Kev. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're not giving Kevin much hope here. We're, we're pretty not, much dude. telling them, like, you know, there's maybe find another team. I like that's that's kind of kind of what i hear you saying ted here's actually what i think here's where i think you hang your hat if you're kev and i say this as a kind of a longtime fan of teams who didn't have a snowball's chance of winning anything but who had fun players Mm. just put all your eggs in the nick chubb basket enjoy chubb Mm. root for him to win the rushing title every year um you know i don't know how he feels about miles garrett as a person i don't know how, how i feel but um I don't know. I, th- I think if you're a Browns fan, you're hanging your hat on history. You're going, you yeah. know what? We had Joe Thomas for a long time. He was really fun. Yeah. Um, you're you're kind of yeah. hanging your hat on some history, and you're hoping for the best. But but even if they win, it's is it going to be that fun to see Deshaun Watson win? You know, that's that's kind of the rub for me. It's true. Yeah, that's true. All right, Kev. Well. We hope that helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How, how would you have answered that, dude? I feel like you're, you're disappointed in my answer. But that's I, no, I'm not old... disappo- no, I'm not. No, I'm not disappointed in your answer at all, Ted. Yeah. Not, not, not in the slightest. I'm just I'm I'm crushed with the realization that there's not much there's not much silver lining. You know, know. dude, I'm as not a counselor, lie. as a counselor, I try to look I try to provide hope. Yeah. Right. That is what I'm there for. No matter how dark it is, I want to provide hope. And with Kevin, mm-hmm. man, like this. This case is hard. It's a hard There's, case. Dude. It's pretty dark. I'll you tell know, you There's this. a lot going on, and I'm having I'm having a hard time finding the hope. In general and historically, yeah, I have had very fond, warm feelings about the Browns. Like I love their old stadium, uh, mm. the old Cleveland Municipal there by the lake. I have fond memories of watching, like you know, way back when I was a little kid, Brian Sipe, and then Kozar throwing to like Webster Slaughter, Brian Brennan. Yeah. They had some fun linemen. They had Steve Everett out of Michigan, who I, I really loved for a long time. Um, yeah, dude, great historic franchise. They deserve better. The fan base deserves better. The new stadium doesn't do anything for me. Um, yeah. The brown-on-brown uniform doesn't do anything for me. I think they're just cosmically and emotionally in kind of a kind of a downturn right now. You know? Yeah. 
That's harsh. It well, is. Kev, sorry, man. Pick a player. <laughs> Pick a player and uh, and and root for him. Nick Chubb, that's, Joel Batonio. I like Batonio. Go for Chubbs, man. Yeah. Um, awesome, awesome name too, yeah, Chubbs. Yeah, for sure. All right, Ted. Well, before we close out, man, I got a little game that I want to play with you here. Lay it on me. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, some very bizarre side hustles okay. of known celebrities. Okay. Interesting. All right. I'm going to I'm going to list the, I'm going to say the celebrity. Yeah. And then I want you to give me a guess on what you think their side hustle is mm-hmm. just by what you know of them. Yeah. And then I'm going to give you their actual side. So hustle. these people all have side hustles. <laughs> yes. They so all have, have real ones that you're going to tell me, but I need to guess what I think it is. Exactly. Based right. on just either the persona of the actor. I mean, have fun with it, right? Yeah, I mean, I'll have pick, fun with it. Pick, yeah. pick a genre of them in yeah. one, you know one of their films, right? Yeah. All right. So the first one we're going to go. Yeah. All right. We're going to start. We're going to start. If there is any actor yeah. that has a persona, it is this guy. We're going okay. Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis, actor's Daniel actor. Um, Mr. Mr. Method. Yeah. I want to say that he's the controlling shareholder in like the French Dumourier like cigarette, you know, empire or something. Something real <laughs> oh, wow. kind of obscure like that. Kind yeah. of throwbacky. Um because he had so, in, he had independent money to begin with. Daniel yeah. Day Lewis doesn't have to act all the time because he's from a rich family. I'm gonna say you, something like that. You are on the right track with throwback. Wow. You are. Okay. All right. His side hustle is a shoemaker. Get out of town, dude. Shoemaker, dude. Oh my god. He likes making shoes. Yeah. Oh man. I wish that yeah. was my side hustle. I tried to make it my side hustle at one point. That's a long story. But um <laughs> you knew about my failed shoe company or my like shoe company thing, right? I don't know if I know this story. Yeah, dude, we might that could be a whole app, honestly. All right, That's let's saga, let's but... let's let's save that for yeah. another app. Good right? good for old DDL, dude. He's just just murdering life right now, being the best actor in the world and making some shoes. That's right. That's right. All right. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson. And I'll give you a, another another hint. Yeah. This side hustle is in Paris. All right. Um so she opened up a side hustle in Paris. Dude, I think she's got a like a vegan like bistro in in downtown Paris. You are so close, dude. It is Are a you pop, serious? It's a popcorn shop. Get out of town, it's dude. It's not a popcorn shop. shop. That's it, it wild. Is, <laughs> I would love to know what's going on there. I'd love to have a little convo and just be like, "So, popcorn in Paris. How did we right. get there? How did we arrive how there? How did we get here?" Right? Absolutely. I wonder how good the popcorn is. Do you think it's heavenly? I, bet it I don't know, dude. I feel like I feel like I mean, you got the money. You're in Paris. It better be good. Deal with with Scarlett hey, Johansson's hey, popcorn. Hey, ScarJo, ScarJo, give yeah. us a give us a ring. We'll we'll take free popcorn. Send us some free product. We'll talk about it on the air. You know, everybody wins. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Here's <laughs> this one made me laugh. Jeremy Renner. Oh man, um, Renner's got a zillion of these, dude. I know he does music and he puts out records. Am I am I in the wheelhouse there? Uh, you're you're not on this specific one, although that may be true. I, although I, I, don't I, know I feel like that. he also has like a craft vodka or something too, right? Uh, I think you're thinking of. Uh, I think you're thinking of. Um, yeah, one uh, of those other boring guys. One of the other. One of yeah. the other. Yeah, handsome dudes. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so Jeremy Renner. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm actually going to read this one. Read it. Jeremy Renner created an app okay. called 
Jeremy Renner. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, he launched a cleverly titled, titled app, Jeremy Rather, Remmer, uh, described the app as a ground as groundbreaking and an opportunity for the actor to inter- to interact directly with his fans all over the world okay um <laughs> the people complained about the app because the interface only works about 60 percent of the time nice <laughs> and it linked to an unofficial fan site that product that predominantly denied any affiliation with the actor <laughs> wow so Jeremy Renner literally just opens up yeah. his own app. Shout out he Renner, dude. Just calls it, it Jeremy app, Renner. Yeah. Right? Um, and then unfortunately it looks like in 2019 it 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 got taken off. Oh, that's tough, dude. Yeah. Isn't that tough? We should have a Cluckcast app where Oh, we should. That would be interesting. Dude, what would I, what would our app do? Like what would it involve? I feel like it'd be uh, so it, it would definitely be we would have to link it somehow to artificial intelligence yeah in that people could do their own ask coach clucks mm-hmm. and basically have an ai yeah head yeah that's there just spouting out answers uh, answering as me i like that yes. i like another thing i, I want to take it in a slightly different direction okay so for years with the happy rant guys i've tried to get them to launch a happy rant <sighs> dating app where <laughs> single listeners of the Happy Rant all over the globe can find each other and connect because That's right. liking the podcast does deliver a certain kind of demographic. I mean, it, it says does. that you're probably serious about your faith. Mm-hmm. You probably have a sense of humor. Like, it actually checks a lot of vetting boxes that you would want to ch- have checked, right? And right. I thought we could make a pile, dude. I thought it would rain money from the heavens if we started a happy rant dating app and those guys just lacked vision and it never uh it never got <sighs> off the ground but how dare they maybe we integrate that into the cluck app at some level 100 yeah. percent. yeah no i think i think a, a cluck dating app yeah i think 100 percent. i think i think that'd be solid i think it would and it'd be a yeah. certain kind of flex a certain kind of certain ego kind of thing flex. for me i like it yeah let's yep. do it dude yep yep absolutely talk I'm to in. some people i like this okay i like this all right ted your favorite brad pitt Oh, Brad. I I mean, I know he's producing. He has his own production company. That probably doesn't count. It's too industry. Um, Golly, dude. What would it be for Brad? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Shoot. This is not good radio in that it's just me thinking. But I I have such a deep and abiding relationship with Brad that I I don't want to get this one wrong. I want to say he owns like a... An auto racing team, but it's like European Formula One. It's okay. It's nothing prosaic like NASCAR. So yeah, yeah. That's that's where I'm at in it. Okay. All right. Uh, a great guess. Yeah. Great guess because I can 100 percent see that. I can see it too. Not even close. Okay. It's a it's a it's a soil based skincare line. Oh Judas Priest, dude. <laughs> dude, I guarantee you that's one he has nothing to do with. It's just somebody. It's just his face. Yeah, just throw throw my name on it. You know what he's hoping for with that, dude. And I respect this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was just this right. actor's birthday a day or two ago. Um, yeah. In the way, in the weird way. Do you have that in your calendar? No, no, no. <laughs> Brent, give you an alarm. <laughs> no, it was Paul Newman's birthday. Oh, Paul Newman's. Okay. And I like Paul Newman. I really like Paul Newman. But Paul Newman like weirdly became ubiquitous the worldwide for his salad dressing. 
yeah. Newman's Own. So like you go into yeah. any grocery store anywhere oh, in the world and and you're seeing, you know, Paul Newman's salad dressing. So yeah. maybe Brad is hoping that his line of like soil-based skincare products will have the ubiquity of of Newman's salad dressing at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right, Ted, just a couple more and then we're going to sign off. All right. Steven Seagal. Uh hair grease. Hair grease and and ponytail just ties. Grease. Yeah. Just grease. Like you run a little bit of that like Seagal grease. You run that 10W30 through your hair and then and then it comes oh, with like man. a like a industrial grade ponytail thing to lash your hair up with. That's what I'm going oh. for. Yeah, I wish that was that or was what it was. He owns like a karate dojo in like Lansing, Michigan, or Saginaw. I mean, he probably does that yeah, too, where he yeah. just stands there and slaps people. Yeah. Uh, now, Steven Seagal in 2004 released a blues album. Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> dude, it's a blues album entitled "Songs from the Crystal Cave," in which so. he described it as an outsider. Uh, or, uh, he describes it as outsider country meets world music meets uh, <laughs> meets um, Aikido. Yeah, that sounds like literally the single dumbest thing in the world. And I've got to think, Josh, other than Steven Seagal himself, I've got to think it would immediately go on the Mount Rushmore of like straight to DVD songs. <laughs> yeah, or like terrible celebrity vanity albums. Kind of like when like oh, Terry 100%. Bradshaw put out a country record like in the eighties and. Yeah, it was just terrible, and like so, athletes have done this over the years. They actually do it quite often. There's a number of like famous athletes that have done it, and probably famous celebrity actors that have done it to awful results. This has got to be up there with with some of the worst music that's ever been made. Hundred percent, dude. Speaking of music, I'll have to send it over to you today. I I just got done writing, uh, performing, and producing a '80s kind of synth wave love song whoa dude I'm gonna, have to send, I'm gonna have to send it over to you yeah like, tell me what you think we know another guy that does yeah. synthesizer music you may be giving yeah. him a run for his money yeah this you know this one's better yeah do you have yeah. your own your own little <laughs> curated studio there in your house you know or? i don't i need one though mm. i need one that i can fill with a bunch of instruments that i don't know how to play there you go no send yeah. it over man yeah okay so quick question if cluck was going to release a music album yeah all right, the Cluck Cast album. Yeah. What are we calling it, and what's the genre? What are we doing, dude? I think and it's now, now. I already know you're a big you're a big music producer star. With yeah. Your with your other label. I mean, right? yeah, I'm already a music star with my other my yeah. other music endeavors. Shout out, Caution to the Wind, Shavu. But um, right. I think it would be some sort of an art rock like homage to Dream Theater kind of thing. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I think we get we get you dialing it up there on the drums. We get my, you know, sweet dulcet tones on the on the vocals, and mm. uh, we we do a dream theater type thing. Now we're talking. Yeah, that now would work talking. for you and me. I'm thinking. Yeah. Yep. I am in. I am in. All right. Last one, Ted. I don't actually know this actor. You might. Kim Kim Passenger. Oh yeah, yeah. She was huge in the '80s. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's probably all I should say about Kim Basinger and <laughs> my relationship with her in the 80s. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, yours and many others. One-sided, though, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, that's right. All right, Kim Basinger. I don't even know how to say her last name. That's bad. But, uh, yeah, so she's a little bit older. 
Mm-hmm. And very glamorous still, I'm sure. I want to say it's something like clothing related. Um, maybe like okay. a, a, a line of like swimsuits or something. So this happened back in 1989. Mm. This side hustle. Yeah, that was like Apex Mountain for her. She was as big as she was ever going to get in 89. Yeah. Kim Bassinger purchased an entire town. Oh my gosh, I love that, dude. Brasselton, Georgia. Tell me for more. 20, for 20 million. Okay. Does she, she still own it? She purchased the entire town. Um, let's see. Uh, it's It says three years after Bassinger, Basinger, whatever, mm. bought the town, one resident said it was <laughs> deader than ever. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the actress blamed the delay in the town's upper mobility on its inadequate sewage system. Oh, Four tough. years into the venture, Bassinger filed for bankruptcy and had to sell the town for a scant one million. Oh, that's tough, dude. Bro. Hard to believe like a 29-year-old actress couldn't adequately run an entire t- municipality in Georgia. <laughs> but like what's the I want <laughs> to know one like what's the th- logic behind that? You know, you yeah. you could buy a company, yeah. you could buy stocks, you could invest in something. You know what I'm going to do? Yeah. I'm going to buy the town. Like I own the town. Dude, the 80s was like a cocaine haze, right? For one thing. Yeah, right? So <laughs> she might have been coked out of her mind when she made that transaction. I mean, to be fair to her, <laughs> Um, <laughs> just to take a kind, gracious read on on the situation. I'm picturing that phone call to her agent. Yeah, buy the town. Yeah, buy it. He's the like, Kim, thing. have you really thought it through? Do you want Do you want a small town in Georgia? She's it's like, gonna be huge. She's like, no, I'm bullish on it. This is gonna be it's a like, bargain. You know, it's like you know the sewer system's not great, right? I don't care. We'll fix it. <laughs> yeah. So there had to be something in the town. Yeah, like a resource or a dude that she was dating or like. <sighs> It was a flex. Something, like, yeah, yeah, it was a flex. This dude broke up with me, so I'm going to buy his town. Yeah, like, hey, I'm going to run it into the ground. This town. Like, I own you now, you know? <laughs> dude, what if it was What if it was revenge? Yeah. What if the guy that, that broke up with her yeah. was from Bassinger, Georgia? She bought it and ran it into the ground. Not only do I own real estate in your head, I also actually own the real estate that you're, that you're walking around on on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> That is amazing, dude. I yeah. hope that's what happened. That's wild, dude. That'd be amazing, bro. Yeah, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. Buying a town. Can you imagine? Yeah. I'm trying to decide if that would be a cool flex or... No, it'd be unwieldy. It'd be terrible, you know? Yeah, yeah. You'd be suddenly responsible for a whole bunch of strangers, which is kind of the bane of my existence now. I already feel like I'm... <laughs> I'm too responsible for too many people, but that's right. uh, too many people pulling you too many different ways, Ted. Yeah, that's right. That would yeah. be bad for yeah. me. All right. Well, Ted, that's all the trivia we've got for today. That was fun. It was able to. Uh, glad we were able to get some laughs out of there. I yeah. want to look into that. Uh, well, I can't. I was going to say I want to download the Jeremy Renner app, but yeah. uh, sadly, it got taken down. No, think through our own app, dude, and think through how yeah. we can we can monetize this like you know very niche dating experience for people. Yeah, um, that's right. It's that's one right. that gotta I got to get some. I still think that's a growth industry. I think we we left a lot of money on the table with not doing that with a happy rant, but maybe we do it with clock. You know what? Listeners, if we have any listeners out there that are app developers mm-hmm. that know how to put a basic app interface together, contact us. Yeah. All right. We're going to get the app up. <laughs> Ted and I are going to think up our own vetting questions. Yeah. Right. We're going to come up with a basic, you yeah. know, a basic drop down, you yeah. know, drop down questions so that you can find 
Cluck dating, the dude. It's cluck man dating. Slash woman of your dreams. Cluck cast dating. I'm bullish 100%. on this, dude. Cluck cast dating. And if this I makes like me it. a pile of money, I'm going to buy not a small town in Georgia, but yeah. I am going to buy a minor league baseball team. There yeah. you go. Yeah. There you go. That's okay. for sure happening. All right. Well, I'm going to find, you know, somebody that I can have some sort of rivalry with and then buy their town and then there run it into the ground. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do with my millions. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We are there at Cluckcast. Soon to be on the App Store. Yeah, Cluckcast Dating. We thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of Cluck later. Later.